is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You're in the right place, certainly today, every day, three hours a day. By now you've heard the Supreme Court has ruled that affirmative action is out when it comes to colleges and universities and admissions. Justice Roberts wrote the decision. He did say, look. There's no problem with individuals telling their life story. Typically, you write these essays to get into college and university. It's not just part of an SAT or so forth. But you have to do that as an individual. You can't speak for an entire race, and you can't be treated as an entire race, one applicant. That's stereotypical. Ladies and gentlemen, there were... A number of Asian-American students who brought this lawsuit against Harvard. Harvard created a racist, bigoted admissions policy against Asians. It even stereotyped Asians, saying that they don't really have the kind of personalities that would lend themselves to the diverse student population that we seek here at Harvard College. This is flat-out racism. The Congressional Black Caucus is appalled at what the Supreme Court did. The three radical leftists on the court, obviously, they endorsed racism. Joe Biden, who I'll get to in a minute, the last remaining of the old white supremacists, he says he's severely disappointed. There's something wrong with the court. So it's okay if you treat Asian Americans differently than everybody else, according to Joe Biden. Everybody else. Now let's get something straight. These Democrats are resegregating our society. You have dorms, 
for blacks and whites. You have commencement for blacks and whites. Critical race theory separates the nation into blacks and whites. They are resegregating our society. They are resegregating our country. No longer e pluribus unum. No longer diversity, yes, but one culture. No, no, no. Never. These same Democrats, and I will call them George Wallace Democrats, the Congressional Black Caucus, George Wallace Democrats, Joe Biden, George Wallace Democrat, the three dummies on the court, George Wallace Democrats. That's what they are. George Wallace would be thrilled with the conclusions that they've reached. Thrilled. Asian Americans today, African Americans tomorrow. After that, Hispanic Americans. What's to stop a college, a university, or anything else? 50 years ago, it was Jews. 70 years ago, it was blacks. Today, it's Asians. Same damn Democrat Party. The George Wallace Party. The remnants, certainly intellectually, are still all around us. Just look. Yes, they say. State institutions and private institutions of higher learning should be able to discriminate against people based on their heritage. Wow. George Wallace would be proud. Not so much Abraham Lincoln. These same George Wallace Democrats oppose school choice. They pretend that they want minorities. Other than Asians, of course, and Jews, of course. But they want minorities to have equity. But they do not want minorities to have an opportunity when it comes to crossing the lines of the government Democrat Party teacher unions. Isn't that amazing? Where's the Congressional Black Caucus on there? Nowhere. Because their coffers are lined with teachers' union money and their army of teachers on Election Day. First things first here, folks. We're all the white intellectuals about school choice for little black kids. They oppose it. They want government schools. Nothing more, nothing less. Doesn't matter if test scores are going down the toilet. Doesn't matter if little kids that are going to school are facing criminalization and, and other horrific things when they get there. Doesn't matter. No school choice, but yes, racial discrimination and resegregating America, that they're for. The George Wallace Party is still with us. And it is amazing to see how many minority, black, so-called leaders, activists, sound like George Wallace. It doesn't amaze me that Biden sounds like George Wallace. They used to be one of his heroes. Sotomayor is an ignoramus. Writing for the minority. 
talks about superficial neutrality. Superficial neutrality. Really? Can I read you something, folks? There's so much to cover here. Stick with me. I, I, I've already broken this down in a way that nobody else can. No brag, just fact. Race. Racial quotas in medical school admissions. This is what we had until today. Discrimination against Asian Americans seeking entry into Harvard. Segregating college dorm rooms and graduation ceremonies. Dumbing down school curricula. Sabotaging merit scholarship programs. Issuing presidential executive orders that, for instance, exclude white farmers and other privileged racial groups. Yes, this is from the Democrat Party Hates America. Isn't it, Amer- isn't it amazing? Because of the emphasis on race is the basis for all behaviors and outcomes. And allegations of irreversible white racism based on skin color at birth. Critical race theory and what I call, and I've invented this phrase now, civil rights Marxism. Civil rights Marxism, that's what this is. Dehumanize the individual and groups of individuals. Ironically, the scholars and activists promoting this point of view use dehumanizing stereotypes, not only to label white people, but to describe black individuals in the black community. After all, in the end, Marxism of any kind is built on the false foundation of oppressor and oppressed class identifications. Ibrahim X. Kendi, director of the Center for Anti-Racist Research, at Boston University, is one of the leading bigots in America, in my view, and a leading advocate of CRT, has written to say, ready? To say that there is widespread racial inequity caused by widespread racism, and by the way, this sounds like Sotomayor's opinion. She's all in, baby. To say that there's widespread racial inequity caused by widespread racism, which makes the U.S. racist, isn't an opinion, it isn't a partisan position, it's a doctrine. It isn't a left-wing construct, it's anti-white, it isn't anti-American, it's fact. In fact, CRT scholars and activists dismiss all social efforts, economic programs, laws, court rulings, even the Civil War, and the presidencies of Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses S. Grant, as well as Martin Luther King's courageous activism and speeches, as little more than transparent and self-serving attempts by the white dominant society or those who go along and help perpetuate white privilege knowingly or otherwise to paste over the, <coughs> excuse me, the incurably flawed American founding. The civil rights Marxists, again as I call them, also reject both the idea and pursuit of a colorblind society. This gets to the nub of the matter. They're the modern-day segregationists. They're the modern-day racists. Lest we forget, Peter C. Myers, visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation, reminds us that for Frederick Douglass, none of these phony civil rights leaders today can hold a candle to Frederick Douglass. The 19th century's greatest abolitionist and civil rights advocate, He said, an abiding faith in reason and truth and justice sustained an expectation that the color line will cease to have any civil, political, 
on moral significance in America. In the most famous dissenting opinion in U.S. Supreme Court history. By the way, this is Douglas. Justice John Marshall Harlan provided a more focused expression of that sentiment, explaining his vote in Plessy versus Ferguson to invalidate a law mandating racial segregation on train cars. He said, our Constitution's colorblind. <coughs> Excuse me. Law regards man as man, takes no account of his color when his civil rights as guaranteed by the supreme law of the land are involved. In his brief for the plaintiffs in landmark Brown versus Board of Education, Thurgood Marshall argued, distinctions based upon race or color alone are the epitome of the arbitrariness and capriciousness constitutionally impermissive under our system of government. He said three score and seven years after Plessy came to the most resounding statement of all when the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. stood under the shadow of Abraham Lincoln and immortalized the moral vision of the civil rights movement by declaring, I have a dream that my four little children one day live in a nation where they will be judged by the color of their, not be judged, excuse me, where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. The Democrat Party believes in none of this. Today, civil rights Marxism, again as I call it, preaches and demands the opposite. For example, Kendi has declared the only remedy to racist discrimination is anti-racist discrimination. They're going after Asians. Did Asians own slaves in America in the 1840s and 50s? I don't believe so. How ridiculous. The only remedy to present discrimination, he says, is future discrimination. These are the Marxists. Thus, the demand for equity. Indeed, the movement has come up with a new term for condemning colorblindness. You want to hear this one? Colorblind racism. Did you know that's a new phrase? Now, when you get the Democrat Party hates America, you're going to learn a lot of things. In fact, a column by Danny Bostick, an educator and contributor to the Huffington Compost, further illustrates the point. She asserts, Colorblindness foists whiteness on everyone. It is another way of saying I view everyone as if they were white. Your default color for sameness is white. She says colorblindness strips non-white people of their uniqueness. Your default culture for sameness is white culture. When you encourage your child to be colorblind and view everyone as the same, you're projecting white on people who aren't white, negating their experiences, traditions, and uniqueness. Again, this could sound like Sotomayor's. Outrageously pathetic opinion. Colorblindness suppresses critically important narratives of oppression, she says. Once you view everyone through a colorblind white lens, you deny the reality that non-white people face. She says, color, the great Huffington compost, Dana Bostick, colorblindness assumes everyone has the same experience here in America. When you fail to see color, you fail to recognize injustice and oppression. She said colorblindness promotes the idea that non-white races are inferior. When you teach your child to be colorblind, you're essentially telling them, if someone isn't white, pretend they look like you so you can be friends. Stripping people of a fundamental aspect of their identity by claiming not to see color is dehumanizing. Get it? We've gone from, don't make decisions, don't 
embrace stereotypes based on the color of somebody's skin. Treat them like an individual human being to do. I've got more. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. So this writer at the Huffington Compost gets to the nub of the matter, just like the George Party, the George Wallace Democrats that you hear speaking. Myers says, if racism is conceived in practical terms, ready? As maldistribution of socioeconomic goods and ills, then its remedy must be conceived in terms of redistribution, not only of opportunities, but also of outcomes. That's why I call this civil rights Marxism. The proper function of preferential race classifications would then be to effect the desired redistributions. The minimum condition of a just society in this view is that no historically disfavored racial group would suffer any aggregate disadvantage in the incidences of the main goods and ills whereby we measure socioeconomic well-being. The ultimate expectation is that those goods and ills would be distributed among racial groups in rough proportion to their percentages of societal population. Thus, I write, racism, equity, Marxism. Civil rights Marxism. That's Sotomayor's opinion today. That's the Congressional Black Caucus. That's Joe Biden. That's all the other morons. More when I return. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
If Mark has banned you from the show, we have a special number you can call to reach him. 877-381-3811. Clarence Thomas raises some good points that actually in uh, the Democrat Party hates America as well, and that is, I'll put it my way differently. The Democrat Party only succeeds when we focus on the racial aspects of these things. So everything becomes racist. The racist economic system, the racist civil rights, and on and on and on. What they don't discuss and won't discuss, and I do discuss, and the Democrat Party hates America, is the socioeconomic problems. The breakup of the family. The failure to get good jobs, the failure to get a decent education. Um, And so you have the breakdown of the family, which is exactly what Marx preached in one of his Ten Covenants. And what they push every day. That's why they don't want parents to know what they're doing to their little kids in public schools. I mean, it gets about as sick as it can be. So there's a lot of reason people do succeed and don't succeed that have absolutely nothing to do with race. Zero. But for many people, this gives them an excuse, and that's what critical race theory is all about. The excuse is America, period. The founding of America, the white people in America, the minorities in America who support the white people in America, you know, that kind of crap. It just goes on and on and on. Now, I will say this. Joe Biden has been a law student. He never gave up his seat for a black person. He's been a senator. He never gave up his seat, period. But he never stepped aside and said, you know, we have a significant number of uh, blacks in, in uh, Delaware, so I'm going to give up my Never did that. Didn't give anyone a chance. Became vice president. He didn't say to Obama, you know, it would really be historic with the first black president, maybe the first black vice. He didn't do that. And of course, of course, he fought like hell, Kamala Harris and others, to prevent Booker and so forth from getting on the court. So Joe Biden hasn't lifted a finger, personally, personally for black people. Matter of fact, when he was a senator, as you know from this program, he lifted more than one finger against black people. Much like FDR. Oh, what did he say? That's right. You'll learn that, too. Now, the Democrat Party wants everything to be about race uh, because they are trying to fire up their base just as they tried to fire up their white base. 150 years ago. It's an evil party. Here's Biden at the White House today. Cut one, Mr. Producer, go. The dissent states in today's decision, quote, rolls no, he back didn't read decades. It. He didn't read it. He didn't read any of it. Start at the top, Mr. Producer. Cut one, go. The dissent states in today's decision, quote, rolls back decades of precedent and momentous progress, end of quote. Unless you're Asian, (laughs) unless you're Asian, you're treated by the Democrat Party and their sycophants as blacks were 120 years ago, as Jews were 50, 70 years ago. So 
Which is the party? Which is the ideology that seeks to discriminate? Every single time. They just pick different groups they discriminate for and against over the course of its history. The Democrat Party. Go ahead. With that statement from the dissents, from the dissent, the court has effectively ended affirmative action in college admissions. And And that's good, isn't it? When was it going to end? Ever? Was it ever going to end? In fact, I would even go further. I told you before and again in the book, Woodrow Wilson, when they decided to, and they expanded the federal bureaucracy, he put in a new requirement, photographs. Because he wanted to know if there were black applicants and to prevent them from serving the federal bureaucracy. That's what he did. Woodrow Wilson, when he was president of Princeton, was very proud of himself. He said, not one black got accepted into Princeton when I was the president of Princeton University. Not one. That's in the book. That's the Democrat Party. Today, it's Asians. Asians. You're qualified? I'm sorry. You're Asian. And they go through all these jokes about how they make distinctions and so forth and so on. We need more diversity. Says the virtually lily-white educational bureaucrats from elementary schools all the way up to Harvard. Go ahead. Agree with the court's decision. Because affirmative action is so misunderstood, I want to be clear. Make sure everybody's clear about what the law has been and what it has not been until today. Many people wrongly believe that affirmative action allows unqualified students, unqualified students to be admitted ahead of qualified students. This is not, this is not how college admissions work. You are a liar. There'd be no issue if that wasn't an issue. We're not talking about taking two candidates that are 100% similar in terms of their academics and then looking at their race. No, that would be bad enough. That would be bad enough. That's Woodrow Wilson, right? That's Woodrow Wilson. We don't want pictures for hiring purposes. We don't want to know about race for hiring purposes. We don't know what, what you do with your genitalia. If you keep it, lose it, use it. We don't want to know. That should have nothing to do with admissions. Nothing. So if you now support a totally colorblind process, promoted by Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King, then you're a white supremacist. We talked a little bit about language and brainwashing last night. Again, there's an entire chapter on this. That's what this is. So the people on TV, the phony civil rights leaders, the Congressional Black Caucus, all the lily white morons on MSNBC and CNN and elsewhere who are all pushing the same agenda. They represent the George Wallace wing of the Democrat Party. You see, there's not a lot of difference between the Marxist and the racist. There's just not. That's why in Marxist societies, they, they round up Uyghurs, Christians. 
Try Marxist societies, they round up minorities. People of faith. Professionals. That's why they do it in Marxist societies. So the Democrat Party, this is what they think. This is who they are. That's what they believe. Let's go to cut two, Mr. Producer. Go. We cannot let this decision be the last word. We cannot let this decision be the last word. While the court can render a decision, it cannot change what America stands for. America is an idea, an idea unique in the world, an idea of hope, an opportunity, of possibilities, of giving everyone a fair shot, of leaving no one behind. We've never fully lived this up to This is it. typical propaganda of an autocrat. They take their own racism and bigotry their own tyranny and totalitarianism. And they wrap it in words of freedom and we the people and equality. And Biden's been doing this a very, very long time. And then if you raise objections to it, or if you were one of the six justices who wrote what you wrote or supported what the others wrote, there's something wrong with you. What the Democrat Party tonight is arguing What Biden is saying, what the media outlets are arguing for, is that the Supreme Court ruled that, yes, Harvard, you are free to apply racist stereotypes to Asian Americans and exclude them from your school. Almost sounds like FDR with the Japanese Americans. Or Woodrow Wilson with blacks. That's what the three justices, in effect, who opposed the majority decision said. It's even worse. You ready? As a matter of constitutional law, under the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause, Harvard College is free to prevent Asian American kids from being accepted into their school based on their race. Three justices effectively said that. Oh, I don't care what they wrote. It's what they said. It's what they voted for. And Biden's always been a bigot and a racist. He's always been an anti-Semite. Always. He just told colleges and everybody else, ignore the Supreme Court decision. This is how lawless this guy, this, this putz, this cretin really is. Ignore the Supreme Court as they continue to destroy one institution after another. The FBI, the Department of Justice, the Supreme Court, doesn't matter. Meanwhile, we're the insurrectionists. Trump is the danger to democracy. DeSantis is running a full-throated fascist campaign. This is what they say about us and the people that we endorse. But not Joe. Go ahead. But we've never walked away from it either. We will not walk away from it now. What are you talking about, you idiot? First of all, you don't walk, you shuffle. But say, walk away from what? All right, all right. It's time to take to the streets and support racial discrimination against Asian Americans, America. Let's take up the side of Harvard and that university in North Carolina. Let's take the side of the bigots and the racists. 
Let's join the George Wallace Democrat Party. Let's resegregate our society. Let's use discrimination against groups that we don't like or that don't look like us. That's progress. That's equity. That's bullcrap. And that's your Democrat Party. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Do not, do not allow this evil Democrat party, their corrupt media, and these civil rights Marxists to take control of the language, to take control of the issue. They are the racists. They are the bigots. They are the bigots. They are the haters. We stand here in defense of Asian Americans and all Americans against the Democrat Party system that they've put in place to punish people based on their race and skin color. They've been doing it too damn long. They caused a damn civil war in this country. An entire civil rights movement had to rise up against the Democrat Party. And now they pretend that they're protecting minorities. And they have plenty of Marxist law professors as guests all over TV telling you the same thing. Oh, that majority on the court, you know. I know what? And they all fall in line, don't they? Here's Biden. He goes to MSNBC today. Hold on. He goes to MSNBC today. One of his safe places. Go. Senate colleagues on the Judiciary Committee would go as far as to say that it's anti-democratic. Do you agree with that? Why would you ask such a stupid-ass question, Nicole Wallace? Because you are one. Such a lightweight. You, you are so divisive for this country. You are the worst of the worst in my view. Talk about chameleons. You're just like Biden. Go from John McCain to this. Go ahead. You no, know, if I say it's anti-democratic, then it gets <laughs> in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no, 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 but, but it, it is. It, it's, its value system is different. And, and it's, its respect for institutions is different. And in that sense, it is, uh, it is not as... Uh, that's enough. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't need to... This guy's at five-level dimension, and I say that not as a, a joke. 
I also put this in the book. Look it up. He's at five level dementia. Dementia. And that's what all this is about. His affectations are not affectations. They're consequences. But he says the value system. I don't need lectures from Joe Biden on values. He needs lectures from us. We don't need lectures from the Democrat Party on values. Or race. We don't need lectures from the Democrat Party on equality. Because they oppose it all. And they always have. This is the party that's destroying America. Because they hate America. America that allows Asian kids, based on merit, to go to Harvard College. That's America. Not what the Democrat Party is peddling. Not what their propagandists and demagogues in the media are peddling. Not what their not what their president is peddling. And then to trash the Supreme Court. I've had my differences with this court and these justices. And I've made it abundantly clear. But I don't attack the entire institution. Oh, I've made some reform ideas. But listen to the way he talks. They have a different value system on the court. How come nobody talks about that inciting violence? How come nobody says that he's attacking the independence of the court? How come nobody says that that's not the quiet launch of an insurrection or a dog whistle to violent people? None of it. So if you support race-neutral, colorblind society, you don't share their damn values. You're right, I don't. Not for a second. Hell, anyone can even be a part of such a disgusting party, I don't know. Look, I've told you plenty of times, you can go to Amazon.com or these other places and order your pre-order your copy, The Democrat Party Hates America. It's the finest book I've ever written. I think it's the most important book I've ever written because we're up against it. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello America, Mark Levin here, our number... 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So, as Joe Biden gives the word to all Democrats and the entire media to continue to degrade the Supreme Court as an institution, to attack it and destroy it because they can't control it. It's been heard by the universities and colleges all over America. 
And as pointed out by the Daily Caller News Foundation, here's how universities plan to skirt the Supreme Court's likely ban on race-based admissions. They said likely because they wrote this two months ago. Caitlin Richardson. Ahead of the Supreme Court decision in a pair of cases dealing with affirmative action, we now know what the court did, universities are looking for ways to maintain racial quotas without explicitly using racial preferences in the admissions process. Schools have floated ideas such as making testing optional, giving greater weight to students' socioeconomic backgrounds, and recruiting based on geographic areas, in other words, reverse redlining. Some universities will just keep doing what they do until they get sued, especially because there's not much of a likelihood that any individual university will get sued unless they announce publicly that they're refusing to comply with the Supreme Court's opinion, said George Mason University law professor David Bernstein. He's quite good. With the Supreme Court issue now of the, of the case, let's see. It says here, while a Supreme Court strike down of affirmative action would be an important step in restoring the principles of colorblindness and merit in higher education. I don't think it would be the end of race-conscious admissions, says Renu Merhaji, Paulson Policy Analyst at the Manhattan Institute. Many colleges are motivated to continue discriminating on the basis of race, even if that means circumventing a Supreme Court decision. So these colleges and universities have turned out to be the last vestiges of pure Stalinism, whether it's the destruction of free speech and academic freedom, whether it is physically attacking speakers with whom the, the mob disagrees, having to send police and college security into a rooms to escort conservative speakers or libertarian speakers that don't toe the line. <coughs> I don't even know why we fund them anymore. What are, what are our kids learning from these schools other than to hate us and our country? I mean, it seems to me if I were a Republican governor, seriously, a Republican legislator, I would move to slash the budgets of colleges and universities that we subsidize. What's the point? Universities look for ways to be more subtle. Said Lawrence Tribe, we know who he is. He said universities as intelligent as Harvard uh, will find ways of dealing with the decision without radically altering their composition, but they will have to be more subtle than they have been thus far. In other words, sleazy. And Tribe's fine with that. It's used to it. Schools may start giving preference to students who demonstrate a commitment to diversity. Abolishing SAT and standardized testing requirements. Or adopting measures that provide automatic admission to graduates in a top percent of their high school class like Texas universities did in the wake of an affirmative action ban, says David Bernstein, the law professor at George Mason. Incorporating a commitment to diversity seems to be how Quote, a lot of summer programs and scholarship programs get around the fact that they essentially have 100% minority quotas or close to it, Bernstein said. Test scores, you know, often cited as a barrier to low-income students. Maherji notes that eliminating standardized tests would also allow schools to 
discount the often higher scores of Asian-American applicants while admitting black and Hispanic students with lower scores. Well, of course. There's a will, there's a way. Nobody knows more about how playing the system like a sleazeball than Joe Biden. He's done it his whole life. In 2021, the average SAT... (coughs) Sorry, folks. In 2021, the average SAT score for Asian Americans was 1239. Whites, 1112. Hispanics, 967. And blacks, 934. That's right. So just get rid of them. Colleges have already begun doing this. In anticipation of the court's pending decision, said Maharaji... Columbia, for example, eliminated its standardized testing requirements in March. Harvard has suspended its testing requirement through 2026. What do you think of that, folks? During an April 4 event at Harvard, panelists floated ideas like using geography as proximity for race. So reverse redlining. Now it's everybody on this side of the red line said the FHA in the 1930s under the New Deal and FDR, you don't get any money for mortgage assistance. I think, I heard, I think it was, if I'm wrong, I apologize, uh, Jessica Tarloff, who pointed to the FHA a week or two ago. New Deal, FDR is an example of civil rights progress under a Democrat, but the FHA specifically refused to subsidize black neighborhoods and neighborhoods around black neighborhoods as I explain in my book so that's not a good comparison if it's not her somebody said it I'm a believer don't let a crisis go to waste this is truly an opportunity for reinvention said Angel Perez CEO of the National Association for College Admission Counseling reinvention we need to reinvent, and so I do think that this is an opportunity. Remember they used to word, use the word reimagine, a reimage. We need to reimagine. You know, what were they doing, a uh, Beatles song or something like that? John Lennon's song, Imagine? Education policy consultant Richard Kalenberg. See, there's a whole industry. There's a whole industry out there that promotes this crap. And law professor John C. Britton recommended doing away with legacy preferences, faculty children preferences, and early admissions. I don't care what you do. It's the racial discrimination that's the constitutional problem. You want to get rid of legacies? Get rid of legacies. The children of faculty? The children of faculty. Early admissions? Early? Who cares? That's not the point. Universities' new tactics are designed to appear to have nothing to do with race while giving up, giving a tip to students deemed underrepresented. Despite the variety of ideas coming from experts, Harvard has still lamented that race-neutral alternatives, race-neutral alternatives do not yield the same levels of diversity. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, you notice all this talk? How it's dehumanizing? What are we talking about here? Human beings. Individuals. When you fill out an application, and these applications, whether it's law school, whether it's medical school, whether it's college, whatever, 
they are extensive. And they look at a lot of things. In fact, a lot of these Ivy League schools, if you're like a quadruple murderer and you've served your time, hey, you know, we'll take that guy. There's diversity in our system. We've never had one of those before. Anyway, making the point that they treat people as groups and they stereotype people. This is all they do. Too many Asians. Yes, but Frank Lee, when you say too many Asians, Frank Lee is an individual human being. And you're preventing him from pursuing what he wants to pursue. We don't live our lives, do we? As one of a group of 12 million people? And is that how we want to live our lives? And is that what we want America to do? That's why the court's decision today was so important. We have to fight this at every level. And that's why Joe Biden's having a big problem with it. Because Joe Biden doesn't believe in you as an individual human being. This is the same party that throws out science when it comes to late-term abortions. This is the same party that won't oppose the educational bureaucracy making decisions about your kid's gender. They oppose parents. They immediately went to the FBI and all the other Stasi-like operations in the federal government to threaten parents when they were protesting. It's what they did. It's very sad. So despite a variety of these ideas that are coming around, and I guarantee you what's going to happen is they're all going to start sharing them. There'll be a company that's developed. It'll become a seminar and training company. You know, how to promote equity and racism at the same time. You know what? I think I could make a lot of money doing that, Mr. Producer. I could do the charts. I could have the, you know, the the slideshows. We can have all kinds of cool stuff. Hand out T-shirts with the right colors on them. Oh, yeah. Pastels, mostly. Have a hell of a time. The decision today was a very important decision. If it had gone the other way, then the Supreme Court would have compelled universities and colleges to discriminate based on race. These phrases, they come up, ooh, affirmative action. Ooh, sounds so good. Oh, abortion. It's a choice. Oh, sounds so passive. Till you see it. They won't show you many documentaries about it. There's a reason for that, as I tell you over and over again. But racism lost today, which means the Democrat Party lost. And so their media, their academia, their politicians, whether they be white or black or in between, they're all over the place screaming. And you ask yourself a question when you hear all this. Would you have preferred the Supreme Court to rule that Harvard was free to stereotype and make racist decisions against Asian Americans? Or any Americans? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. We'll play a few of these and then I'd like to move on. There's a lot going on. Ro Kano on MSNBC today. I want you to listen to this, and then I want to respond to it. Uh, he's an individual with the uh, Indian American background. I think he grew up in Philadelphia like I did. He represents a district out in California. I even think he went to Temple like I did. Let's give it a try, though. Cut nine, go. What isn't being talked about enough is the harm this is going to do for students, not just black and Latino students, but white and Asian American students. Consider students going to Harvard who want to become the future political leaders in this country, the future president, senators, congresspeople. Do you think they're going to have a better chance of doing that and doing that successfully if they're in classes that don't have adequate representation from African Americans and Latinos? let's, let's, Let's stop a minute here. Does he even understand this case was brought by Asian American students who were denied admissions because of their race? Does he understand that? This is a nation that's becoming increasingly non-white. We can get into the reasons another day, and I have, but it's a nation that's increasingly non-white. So increasingly non-white individuals, it's just the numbers at this point, are going to be going to these universities. Increasingly. What are they going to do then? They're going to do this. They still play the race game. You have to sit next to these these people in the classroom who are different than you in order to understand what's going on in the world. It's like you don't live in the world until you're in a classroom in Harvard. Then you know what a real world's like. Now, ladies and gentlemen, How stupid is this? First, they don't want America to be a melting pot, right? We don't have a culture in American culture, right? We're supposed to have all these disparate groups, which is why we have hyphenated Americanism everywhere. An African American, a Polish American, a Jewish American, a this American, a that American. No, I'm just an American. Hey, how about a colorblind society? No, that's racist. The whole point is to be a melting pot. So how does racism discriminating against a race or more than one races, how does that get us there, moron? 
And he says the fact that the Asian students won the case does the Asian students a disservice. What an ignorant, sanctimonious hack. What an ignorant, sanctimonious hack. Then you have this guy, Eddie Glaudet, a Princeton University professor, another radical nut job, who's constantly on MSNBC. What does he have to say? Kade, go. You know, to be honest with you, it, it, we will return to uh, elite institutions more, more specifically uh, being the space for a particular population, for predominantly white and Asian students. There you go. But why don't you add juice? You know you want to. This guy goes, he's a professor at Princeton. The president of Princeton in his day was Woodrow Wilson. Nobody's preventing anybody from going to these schools. You should submit your application. Listen to what he's saying. He's saying black people are stupid. That's what he's saying. Hispanic people are stupid. That's what he's saying. Eddie Glauday, University of Princeton. He's a professor. Oh, my goodness. Oh, how can I challenge him? They don't even make any sense. But the best NAAC president, Derek Johnson, cut seven, go. Well, is it a unfortunate footnote in this Supreme Court's legacy. The worst thing about affirmative action is that it created a Clarence Thomas who benefited from You know, from you're a pig. The way you attack Clarence Thomas? What is that? The way it created Clarence Thomas? Nothing worse than a racist who uses racism against people of his own color because they don't agree with him. Because they don't agree with him? So affirmative action created Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is one of the geniuses of the Supreme Court. Go ahead. From the program and now is in a position where he's going to deny many young African-American talented Not denying anybody anything. Work hard. Get good grades. Compete. It's like athletics. Compete. Compete on the football field, the baseball field, the UFC ring. Compete in basketball. You compete. They go to the best colleges in the country. Compete. Is there a problem with that? Apparently so. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code LEVINPODCAST to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877 381 3811. 
Well, we have a uh, proud Democrat, self-proclaimed former field organizer to elect President Biden, a volunteer for the Obama Foundation, parentheses, she, her, close parentheses, uh, at the Erica Report. Allegedly, her name is Erica Marsh. Allegedly, this is her post. Allegedly, of course. Erica Marsh at the Erica Report, allegedly, writes, allegedly, today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty, capitalized, triple, exclamation marks. What do you think of that, Mr. Producer? If this is Erica Marsh, could be an imposter. Could be a transcending, a transitioning individual by Eric March, claiming to be Erica Marsh. Of course, she's white. She's, uh, let's see. She has dyed her hair to look blondish with the black roots. What do you call that? Blonde, whatever, dirty blonde? I don't know. But anyway, uh, there she is. What a Marxist, in my view, allegedly. And this is what we're up against, allegedly. Derek Johnson, the NAACP. They so hate Clarence Thomas, it's unbelievable, because he just doesn't go along. He thinks for himself, which they hate. Eddie Glauday, if that's his name, at Princeton, another moron. How the hell did he get uh, to be a professor? Seriously. With his hate. Ro Kahan, who sounds like an idiot. Everywhere, though. I really want to go on TV and Fox, you know. Why, yeah. No, no. We need smart people. You're not among them. You're not among them, you schmo. Then, of course, Biden's the leader of the pack. Doesn't matter that he's a racist through and through and through and through. It doesn't matter he still says racist things. Doesn't matter he was... He was part of the segregationists and the racists when he came into the... Said everything is... Everything's hunky-dory. Everything is... Okay. Clean slate. Just deliver. The radical Marxist agenda. Just deliver it. We'll be okay. Let's play this one more time, Mr. Producer. Derek Johnson of the NAACP. I rudely cut him off. Because my brain cells were dying while he was talking. Go. ...footnote in this Supreme Court's legacy. The worst thing about affirmative action is that it created a Clarence Thomas who benefited for the pro- from the program and now is in a position where he's going to deny many young African-American talented individuals an opportunity. Historically... The How is he denying them an opportunity? Are they not allowed to apply for a job? How was... Here's my question to you, Derek. How is Clarence Thomas's position any different than Martin Luther King's? Or Frederick Douglass? I'm waiting for an answer. Feel free to call in. Go ahead. And institutions of higher learning, corporations, companies, and other entities have denied well-qualified African-Americans and other Nobody's denying well-qualified African-Americans anything today. You have a federal cause of action if they do. So what are you talking about? 
Okay, give me 25 examples. Just 25. Go ahead. Access in terms of emissions, employment, because of their race. And we were affirming the actions of past wrong deeds to ensure that we No, 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 you're not. And this crap about there was slavery 150 years ago, so we get to discriminate today. Sorry, that doesn't fly. The Constitution, the 14th Amendment, talks about equal protection. doesn't talk about equal protection for some, for all. Go ahead. And not a apartheid reality in the United States. Apartheid reality? What the hell? Who the hell is this guy? Apartheid reality in the United States. It's the Democrats and the left that are resegregating America. On our college campuses, everywhere. And then, and then it's they who talk about apartheid America. You can't have it both ways. Where you're resegregating America based on race. That's critical race theory. And then on the other hand, oh, we have apartheid America. Do you even know what the hell you're saying? How do you get to be president of the NAACP? Can I can I join? Can I run? Do I have a shot at it? Because in my humble opinion, I can do a hell of a better job than Derek Johnson. To be quite frank about it, go ahead. Situation for the citizens of this country as we participate in a global reality. We're no longer participating in a a myopic Alabama or Mississippi segregated reality. We are in a global reality where the globe look more diverse than, the, than what people. I have no idea what you're rambling on about. Do you? Honestly, I don't. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's amazing. I support. I suppose you support Joe Biden, right? Right, Derek? Is that about May I call you Derek? I support you. I suppose you support Joe Biden, right? To the end, this guy's a Democrat. They're all Democrats. Eddie Glauday, Derek Johnson, Ro Kahana, and they all want racial discrimination. Now, they may want different kinds of racial discrimination, and for different reasons. Here's Ro Kahana. You know, he's in Congress, and he's there. Well, how are you going to get a good education if you're not sitting next to and around people who are different than you? I mean, is that Harvard's policy? No. It's to discriminate against Asians. Asians. Does that bother you, Ro? Does it bother you, Derek Johnson, that you're promoting racism against Asians? Does that bother you in the least? Does that bother you, Eddie Glauday, Princeton University, of all places? What are you doing there? You do know it was uh, once... President Woodrow Wilson was there, right? He was the president of Princeton. Oh, they don't care. They're Democrats. They'll go to Princeton. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I don't just talk about principles. I have them. John King talks to this clown, the education secretary, like he actually knows something. Cut 10, go. 
Look, it's heartbreaking for our democracy. Our democracy is stronger when our leadership is diverse. And um, moving to a place where selective institutions do not have the tool of race-conscious admissions means that uh, we will see, see... Do you see the entire federal government and its appendages and its surrogates, whether it's the NAACP or Princeton professor or the universities, do you see the entire Leviathan, the destruction of language, the destruction of actual thought, the thinking process? The Supreme Court struck down a racist practice, which is being defended by the NAACP, which is being defended by a professor at Princeton, which is being defended by the education, former education secretary. You see? It's being defended. The racism is being defended by Roe, uh, whatever his name is, being defended. It's crazy. Let's try a final one, shall we? I've got tons, but we can't do this all day. Catherine Christian, a legal analyst at MSNBC. Notice all the guests that they pick. It's all the same. Different jobs, but they say all the damn same thing. Which is, eliminating racism is racist. From the people who can't define a woman. When they celebrate You know, the first black woman on the Supreme Court. They can't define the woman. But they celebrate it. And we're supposed to go along with this insanity. That's how you lose a country. That's how you lose your freedom. Let's hear what Catherine Christian, a legal analyst, has to say. Cut 11, go. Because what's going to happen, as Charles said, which happened in California, is like, we're not going to take race into account anymore in our public colleges, and everything will be fine. And as we see, that's not happening. So it is not preferential. Race is one factor. And it's not like, okay. Well, if it's not preferential, why are you arguing for it? You don't make any sense. If considering race is not preferential, pres- excuse me, precedential, then why consider it? Mr. Producer. But she's a legal analyst on MSNBC. She must know what she's talking about. I mean, she is on TV. Let's start from the top. This has to be one of the dumbest things I've heard yet. Go. Because what's going to happen, as Charles said, which happened in California, is like, we're not going to take race into account anymore in our public colleges, and everything will be fine. And as we see, that's not happening. So it is not preferential. Race is one factor. And it's not like, okay. Okay, it's not uh, precedential. Excuse me. Preferential. My mouth broke. It's not preferential. Okay, then why take it into account? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. 
What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Shame on me. I should have mentioned when you pre order the Democrat Party Hates America, you will get a first edition. I should have mentioned that last week, but I didn't. I want to read to you from this again, because this book covers everything. It really does. It's well over 300. Every professor, Jason D. Hill of DePaul University, he's an African-American. He's brilliant. Brilliant. He wrote a book that I'm sure would be attacked. What do white Americans owe black people real justice in the age of post-oppression? He explains that this ideology that you're hearing about is vicious anti-reason and therefore anti-life phenomenon that robs human beings of a particular method of cognition. It deprives them of integrating fundamental principles to clear and lucid thinking that leads to intelligible and reasonable actions. Cuts away at the idea of objective reality. Replaces it with an unbridled and amorphous Necronic lump of feelings that are treated as tools of cognition. In other words, mush. A convenient cover for any subjective and personal quest for power, violation of rights, and basic human lawlessness. That's key. So the Democrat Party, these Marxists, these leftists, they actually want you to believe that their bigotry, their racism, their hatred... Well, that these are basic human rights. These are basic human rights that you must not violate. Not incredible. He says, today in the form of not just these, but in manifestations of cancel culture, cultural appropriation, and successful efforts to suppress offending speech, we're witnessing the wholesale death of our civilization. Because this philosophy is an attack against individualism, reason, progress, and the notion of truth itself. Its deadliest consequence is a form of moral inversion of human beings. And I say, of course, this is totalitarianism in mindset and practice. It's an undeniably racist application of Marxism, pure and civil. It's extremely dangerous if it continues to take hold throughout American culture and society. The federal government uses its lawmaking power to enforce it, and the private sector uses its hiring, wealth creation, and distribution decision-making to impose it. This cancerous ideology will destroy the norms, traditions, and comity that form the bases of a civilized society. It will all come crashing down, perhaps violently. After all, this is the true yet often unstated intention of its advocates. So today, we are supposed to believe that a Supreme Court ruling that said to Harvard, colleges and universities across America, 
stop race-based discrimination against individual human beings, stop Harvard race-based stereotyping and discrimination against Asian Americans is the opposite. That the NAACP is on the right side when they are denouncing the Supreme Court for outlawing racism. You cannot have Marxism without these fissures that they create. And our law schools and our colleges are loaded with imbeciles like this. And this is what they want to teach your children. I have another theory, Mr. Producer in America. Would you like to hear it? Sure. A lot of these kids, they don't want to lend into Harvard. These Asian kids. They're a thousand times smarter than the tenured professors who live there. Do you hear what I said? A thousand times smarter. Because you have to wonder how so many of these professors became tenured. How were they hired? On something other than merit? They have to be. There's so many stupid among them. So, so many stupid of them. Sure. And they trash Clarence Thomas. He's an affirmative action hire, but don't you dare say that about Kamala Harris. She's meritorious. Oh! The one that can't think, speak, communicate in any way versus the one who's a genius? Oh, I got it. Yeah, 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 okay. I'm glad you clarified that. I thought it was just diversity. Isn't diversity good enough in and of itself? No, says the other professor we just played. They're all over the map. Well, these people aren't being you know, given these positions because of race. Well, then what's your problem? They're morons on the left. They're just morons. They can't even get their arguments straight. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. 
I gotta get one more in here. Then we'll move on, I promise. Karen Goldberg, a.k.a. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi, who's a Karen, believe it or not. Uh, She jumped in with very, very significant legal analysis on The View. Now, here's The View. All women. All women. And they're upset there's not diversity. There's not enough diversity, you see. All women. Did it occur to them that they're all women? I mean, we can't define a woman. I assume they're not transitioning. Although, there'd be nothing wrong with that, right, Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. I assume they're not, but maybe they are. But nonetheless, at least for now, they're all of the same genitalia grouping, may I say. And they all have a leg up. May I say that too, Mr. Producer? Because the view's only hiring women. I do notice, however, there aren't any Asian women on the view. Have you noticed? Is there an Asian woman on the view? I don't believe there is. So they're perfectly fine with this. Is it not amazing? We conservatives defend freedom of speech. The Democrats and their Marxist allies do not. Freedom of religion. The Democrats and their Marxist allies. You go right down the Bill of Rights. The right to bear arms. The Democrats defend the right to bear asses in front of little kids, but bear arms, no. Due process. No, they don't like that. Federalism, no, unless it works in their favor. They hate the Constitution altogether, last time I checked, unless they can use it against, you know, we the people. But here's Whoopi Goldberg on a bigoted panel that doesn't have a single man. Not one. It's genitalia-centric. Cut 13, go. I want to also sort of read something that Clarence Thomas apparently said. Oh, gosh. He doesn't know what diversity is. Oh, gosh. O.G. Willikers. You know he's a cancer. We can't mention Clarence Thomas. Gosh, G. Willikers. They're too stupid to even read and understand what that man writes. Not so with Sotomayor. You know, that they get. But Clarence Thomas is way over their head. But look at it. Look how they hate him. They hate him more than anybody. Because he's black. He grew up poor. He grew up a Democrat. He grew up a Marxist. And then he said, wait, 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 wait. what the hell am I doing? Because he thought for himself. Began to read. Began to think. Broke away from all the static, all the indoctrination, all the brainwashing. And hence he embraces liberty. Boy, do they hate that. Ooh. That's why they hate Tim Scott. Tell me, is there a black conservative that they don't disrespect, that they don't trash? How come the NAACP doesn't come to Clarence Thomas's defense? Sickening, isn't it? Here's Karen Goldberg. Go ahead. 
That's what he said. No. And and so he doesn't he doesn't get it. Well, he doesn't he doesn't get it. We got diversity here on the on the view here. He doesn't get it. All women got diversity here on the view. Diversity of opinion. Oh, all kinds of diversity here on the view. I tell you what. All the poor people on the panel on the view here. Oh yeah. All the men on the view. Oh yeah. Transitioning on the view. Yeah. Gays on the view. Yeah. Oh yeah. We have none of it. All talk full of crap. Full of crap. Five yentas talking to each other. My God. Go ahead. This question to you, Justice Thomas. Could your mother and father vote in this country? Because no, you know why they couldn't? Do you know why, Mr. Producer? Because the Democrats stopped them. Karen, how come you don't mention that? That the Republicans voted overwhelmingly so they could vote. Karen, you don't mention that. What's with that? Why are you a Democrat? I know why Clarence is a Republican. He's with the party of Lincoln. You're with the party of the Confederacy. Karen, what's with that? Karen, could your parents vote? No. So what Republicans stopped them from voting? None. What Democrat? The line's too long. I can't even name them all. You know Biden, your hero? Yeah. Karen, you listening? No. That's why you're a moron. Biden stood with the men who were opposing the Voting Rights Act. You idiot. Karen, you still there, Karen? I call you Karen. What's the other dip crap's name? Uh, Sonny. Oh, yes, women run around with the name Sonny all the time. They're hiding a name when they call themselves Sonny. Sonny? I thought there was a pejorative. Come here, son. Come here, son. Hey, who are you talking to? Uh, what's her name? Uh, go ahead. 14th Amendment actually had us on equal footing. They would have been able to vote. And you know why that changed? Excuse me? Because people. Hold on, let's hear why it changed. People got out and made it change. If we didn't have to, no one who would do it. The who the 14th wants Amendment? To get- hey, sis, who passed the 14th Amendment? Who wrote it? Republicans. Who passed it? Republicans. Equal protection. Republicans. And you know, Karen says, you know, we actually got it to work. We got it to work. Yes. Because the people rose up in the South against the Democrats. The Democrat governors. The Democrat sheriffs. The Democrat bigots and racists. The Democrat Ku Klux Klan. The people rose up against them. Those were Republicans <coughs> standing in standing in the doorways of public schools. Those weren't Republicans with hoses and German shepherds. Those were Democrats. And I love this line. Well, they switched and they became Republicans. See if I understand this. Think this through. You hear this all the time. It is such a lie, but they have to cling to whatever they can. Let me get this straight. So the racist segregationist Democrats said, 
You know what? I'm going to leave the Democrat Party and become a Republican, the party of Lincoln. Is that what they did, Mr. Producer? They said, I'm going to be a Republican. I'm going to join the party of Lincoln. But the Republican Party had no history of lynchings. The KKK. You know, the Confederate had not. Why would they do that? Because they didn't. It's a lie. But they have to say something. They have to say something. Go ahead, Karen. Go ahead. Buy water from a, a water hose. Nobody. But that's what people did in order to get the vote. So when you say you don't know what diversity is, I say... I don't know what the hell you're talking about because you're an ignoramus. This is why you won't have men on there like me. Can you imagine me being on that show, Mr. Producer? Be like swatting mosquitoes. Very big mosquitoes, for sure. Swatting mosquitoes. Female mosquitoes, of course. Excuse me. Just mosquitoes, that's good enough. Especially you, Karen. You, you with the biggest of mouth of them all, which knows the least of the rest. Of, except that Sunny, she's a moron. Should be, uh, what's her last name? I don't even know. Sunny uh, Houston. Moron Houston. That's what you should have changed your name. And what's with the Houston? What is that? Anyway, let's go on. If we've learned anything over the last few years, it's that unexpected things can happen. And if they can happen, they do happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. Now, you didn't expect that, or you wouldn't have left your money there. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k with 100000 or so in them. You can diversify with physical gold in your IRA. Physical gold in your IRA. It's called diversification. That's how you protect yourself. The World Gold Council knows that. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Why? The banks need to diversify. As you should, in my view. Learn why many Americans are turning to gold IRAs with Augusta Precious Metals and not the other guys. Hey, we have an actor here. Really? Oh, yes, he knows all about gold. No, he doesn't. Augusta does. I recommend them to my friends and family and and you. You are my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option, diversification. Call Augusta Precious Metals. Here's the number. Ready? 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Hello. 877-4-GOLD-IRA. 8 774 Gold IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making any investment decisions, of course. And get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. AugustaPreciousMetals.com. I strongly encourage you to get started in this process rather than getting beaten up. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Question, America. When should we have affirmative action? Just in college admissions? When? In sports? No, can't do that. Well, when should we have affirmative action? In the operating room? No, for God's sake, we can't do that. People flying jets? No. I see. 
so it's not all that it's said to be. You want to hear the the most outrageous and yet funny post of them all on this decision? Here's truly the most preposterous. Preposterous. And yet hilarious. Because the woman is a moron. She doesn't even realize this. Post of them all about the Supreme Court decision. Elizabeth Warren posts an extremist Supreme Court has once again reversed decades of settled law. Rolled back the march toward racial justice, except, of course, if you're Asian, and narrowed educational opportunity for all. How did they? Anyway, I won't stop fighting for young people with big dreams who deserve an equal chance to pursue their future. (laughs) So our our friends at America First Legal post the following in response to Liz. Thanks to today's decisions, we think you have less incentive to falsely claim that you were part Cherokee. Where would Senator Warren be today without racial preferences in the workplace? It's so true, isn't it? She played the system. Notice she didn't say she was part Asian. Because she would have been banned from Harvard. Right? Banned from Harvard. You know, one of the reasons I wrote this book, The Democrat Party Hates America, is, among several reasons, to expose it to people who really don't understand it. Today, it's anti-white racism. Yesterday, it was anti-black racism. Tomorrow, it's anti-Asian racism. A little bit ago, it was anti-Jew bigotry. The Democrat Party has never embraced this idea of Americanism. And it's never going to. So it picks and chooses what groups it's going to align itself with or promote one day to the next. One decade to the next. And they want the flexibility to do it. So when you have a court that says, uh, cut it out, no discrimination. Oh my God, that's discrimination. And then you have a complete ass like Elizabeth Warren. Lizzie, are you a Karen too, Lizzie? Who got into Harvard by pretending, by pretending. She was part Native American. Because she wanted preferential treatment. Not on the merits, mind you. And for the Democrat Party, it doesn't matter. She's a senator. I don't care about that. Just give me more money. And that was it. For Massachusetts. They don't care. Now we have great conservatives in Massachusetts. Don't get me wrong. But the libs are nuts. It's like, it's like uh, Ted Kennedy. Chappaquiddick. What? What? You know the woman died. Ah, come on. Are you lying? It's an accident. Just because he didn't report it for 10 hours. Just because he swam from one part of the canal to the other and never looked back. Come on, what's wrong with you? No, here's even better. Come on, Mark. What's wrong with you, Mark? Is that better, Mr. Producer? Oh, yes, yes. And then they send us John Kerry. Claimed to throw his medals over the White House. The White House fence, and there he is. At the... uh, what do they do? They're, they're putting the crown on the dummy over there in England. And there he is with all of them on his chest. Wait a minute. 
<laughs> I thought you threw him over the fence. No, I never really said. Yes, you did. I did. I got a recording. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Now let's dig into this. We don't let a minute waste on this program. We have our foot on the gas pedal. We don't take off Fridays like so many of the others. But of course, this is Thursday, isn't it, Mr. Producer? We don't take off Thursdays, do we? Hunter Biden's former business partner was willing to go before a grand jury. He never got the chance. Catherine Herridge over at CBS. The boy, is she good. Former business partner of Hunter and James Biden. He worked directly with them on a 2017 China energy deal. You ready for this? Was never asked to testify to a Delaware grand jury investigating Hunter Biden. Two sources familiar with the discussions tell CBS News. Look at how they built this wall around the Bidens. It's the only wall they ever did build. But look how they've done it. It's so sickening. I mean, it's almost monotonous at this point. But look what they do. Trump can't take a step without being investigated. These people can take cash, millions from the communist Chinese, not pay taxes on it, and they're going to be roaming the earth free as a bird. Tony Bobolinsky, the former business partner, was open to testifying. His attorney reached out to the office. Listen, they go to the U.S. attorney, David Weiss, and they say, we're open to testifying. Weiss didn't return their calls. Weiss's decision not to bring Bobolinsky is the latest indication that prosecutors investigating Hunter Biden may have avoided investigating allegations about Joe Biden. October 2020, Bob Alinsky was invited by the Trump campaign to attend a presidential debate after he released records about his dealings with Hunter and James Biden. At a press conference before the debate, he claimed to have met with Big Joe in May 2017 as part of the discussion over a potential business deal with a Chinese energy firm. CEFC, if you're going to remember any of the companies, CEFC is the big one. It's the communist Chinese energy firm. Quote, I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false, says Bob Alinsky. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. This is bigger than any audio they've played of, of Trump. It's bigger than any book that, Mark, uh, that uh, Mark Meadows wrote. It's bigger than anything... Jack the Ripper, Smith thinks he has on Trump. This guy is a witness. He comes out. He says, look, Biden's a liar. I know it. I'm a firsthand witness. I am a material witness. I was there. We discussed it. They don't want to talk to him. They don't want him in front of a grand jury. They don't want to know his name. They don't want to know a thing. Is that not amazing? I have first-hand knowledge, he said. I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. What a witness this guy would make. Contacted this week by CBS News, Bobolinsky said he stands behind those statements. Bobolinsky claims have garnered new interest among GOP congressional investigators. Isn't it interesting? Not a single Democrat has an interest. Not one. 
after IRS whistleblowers gave closed-door testimony to the House Ways and Means Committee. In those transcripts released last week, the whistleblower alleges the president's son received preferential treatment that allegedly stymied federal investigators. The whistleblower, Gary Shapley, testified that investigative leads that might have led to Joe Biden were not pursued in the summer and fall 2020. They were blocked. They were blocked. And by the way, you know who the attorney general was at the time, Mr. Producer? Billy Barr. Billy Barr more and more is turning into uh, Helen Keller. You want to know the truth, how much he didn't see, but knows all. Shapley alleges that in August 2020, an iCloud search warrant recovered a July 2017 WhatsApp message from Hunter. We know about this. Shaking down the communist Chinese official for millions. Ten days later, they got 5.1 million, Mr. Producer. Ten days later. Asked about Shapley's testimony, Ian Sams, a White House spokes idiot, said, so we've said many times before, the president was not in business with his son. Oh, okay. Sorry. We'll just forget that WhatsApp thing, you know, and six witnesses. and Okay. And Ian Sams, who exactly are you? Where did you come from? What do you know? You're a witness? You have some knowledge? You have nothing. They have nothing. Shapley brought to his congressional appearance what he said were transcripts from an FBI interview with Robert Walker, another former business partner of Hunter Biden. They're really not business partners. They're all deadbeats. Walker allegedly told the FBI that Joe Biden was involved in at least one meeting related to the deal with the Chinese energy firm. Okay, Bobolinsky and Walker. I said Bobolinsky and Walker, two witnesses. Transcript of his testimony before the committee. Shapley indicated he was quoting from the FBI interview with Walker in which Walker described Joe Biden's appearance at the meeting. Are they going to get away with this? Is there going to be no special counsel? Is Joe Biden not going to be indicted during the course of this election? Is that what's going on here? We were at the Four Seasons and we were having lunch in Georgia. <coughs> Excuse me, cholera. I should be better next week. I just need a little break. I don't physically need it. The throat needs it. We were at the Four Seasons and we were having lunch and Joe Biden stopped in and said hello to everybody. I don't even think he drank water. I think Hunter Biden said, I may be trying to start a company or try to do something with these guys. And could you? And I think Joe Biden was like, if I'm around and he'd show up, Walker said, according to Shapley. According to Shapley's testimony, the FBI agent asked, you definitely got the feeling that that was orchestrated by Hunter Biden to have like an appearance by his dad at the meeting just to kind of bolster your chances of making a deal work out. According to Shapley, Walker answered, yes, sure. During his interview, Walker told the FBI agents, I certainly never was thinking at any time the VP was a part of anything we were doing. During his interview, Walker told the FBI agents, CBS News reached out to Walker via Lincoln. Email, text, no response. Shapley also claimed in his congressional testimony that Vice's deputy, Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf, frustrated investigators' efforts to explore leads related to Joe Biden. So, six witnesses 
and contemporaneous notes that David Weiss, the U.S. attorney, was not free to bring a case in Washington, D.C. or in L.A. And he was blocked. We have information here that this assistant U.S. attorney, Leslie Wolf, out of Delaware, blocked the ability of the IRS to get a search warrant on a second property, like a guest house, on the Biden's Wilmington estate. State. This guy's been a senator all his life. A state. That was blocked. Then Matt, Matthew Graves, this guy they need to take to, uh, to a grand jury immediately. The U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., he too refu- refused to issue any kind of a, or to seek any kind of a warrant for a search of a locker in Northern Virginia that was said to have documents. As a matter of fact, ready? The Biden family was tipped off that the IRS wanted to do this by the Department of Justice. You got that, Mr. Producer? It's the mob. And it's Trump. Did you hear that audio? Oh, my God. I don't know. He's got, he's got, he's got documents. He's got... I guess Trump should have done it like Biden. Just take tens of millions of dollars from the communist Chinese, lie about it endlessly, and I'm sure he would be treated exactly the same way, wouldn't he? No. Asked about the claims in the Shapley transcripts, a spokes idiot for a U.S. attorney, that is David Weiss, uh, refused to comment about Wolf. James Comer, chair of the House Committee on Oversight Accountability, criticized the prosecutors. Meritless Garland on June 23rd said under oath to Congress that Weiss had complete authority to make all decisions on his own. Mm-hmm. Not true. That's where we are. Making millions and millions of dollars, not paying taxes, having an illegal gun, uh, buying prostitutes, deducting the cost of the prostitute on his income taxes as well as his drugs. He didn't go to prison like the old man that worked for Trump. Oh, this is different, you know, like Anna Navarro says in her very, very fantastic broken English that she, you know, understands a love between a father and a son. Isn't that like Nambla, Mr. Producer? Well, that's a whole other thing. Earlier this month, Hunter Biden agreed to enter his pleas, guilty pleas, of course. And now the money keeps going up. He failed to pay taxes on more than $3.2 million in income. He's just the son of Lunch Bucket Joe. That's all. He's not going to be prosecuted in any significant way, no jail time, nothing. That's our Biden family right there. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Unfortunately, I have this little asthma thing when I get to coughing and so on. I actually sound like some of the hosts who are on radio when I do that, don't I? Not most, but some. And a big, fat, bloated hosts. Those sort of hosts. Whether 
their chin gets in the way of the chin, and that chin gets in the way of, you know, their lips, so they sound goofy. What do you do? They all sound like they're in the mob. Hey, what do you think about that? What do you think? I'm just saying so. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to beat you over the head with this. This Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin, it's a special July 4th edition. And here's the truth. I don't have the foggiest idea what they're doing since we didn't do anything for it other than I taped a uh, very important and consequential statement. Other than that, the usual Life, Liberty, and Levin will not be on as far as I know on Fox. I'm not sure what will be. But hey, all I am is honest, right? So there is that. And also, uh, let me see something here, Mr. Producer. Where are we? My God, we're number 39 on America on the Amazon. We can't do better than that. What's going on, folks? Come on now, get your first edition so you can order them. I'm telling you. You want to hear another secret? I decided to add another chapter. I just pulled the damn book back. Do you know that, Mr. Producer? <clears throat> Stop the presses. That's exactly what I did. So it takes even longer. But it will come out when we say it's going to come out. In the not-too-distant future. And I want to thank Sean Hannity. I, it was a surprise. He asked me to come on. And, of course, to discuss this Supreme Court opinion. But here he was talking about the book. He has some parts of it already. He's the only one. When the book does come out, I'll be doing an hour on my show. We'll be doing an hour on Sean's show and so forth. We're going to have a grand old time. Um, Pete Hegseth doesn't know it yet, but he's going to help me out. We're going to, we're going to have a great time. <coughs> And we'll get all the major conservative constitutionalist organizations involved, I hope. Uh, former president, presidential candidate. So I want you to be the first to have a first edition copy by getting in the queue. How many? Let me ask you this. I don't want to get in trouble, but let me ask you this. How many radio and TV hosts actually write their own books? You want to know the truth? Very few. Some do. Very few. I don't have a long acknowledgement section. Where I want to thank Ernie Grabatsky, Francis Klein, <laughs> my assistant associate, deputy editor, Norman Helwith. I want to thank, you know, it goes on and on and on, like the end of a movie. I don't have to thank anybody but my family for putting up with me. <coughs> my publisher for publishing the book, my editor for looking for, you know, changes that need to be made, technical changes. But I want to thank all of you. Let's see how far this book can go up with a Levin search tonight. Up the Amazon list. Get past all those pseudo-porno books for teenagers. I want to salute all you wonderful people. God bless you. You're the best of the best and the best country on the face of the earth. See you tomorrow.